Get ready for conflicts where movie reviews collide. Hello, all, and welcome to today's episode of Conflicts, the podcast. It is I, Laura, your host, sometimes referred to as Lulu. I'm the same person, just have a couple different personalities. I'm not a danger to myself or others. <laughs> I have along with me Nick. Say hello, Nick. Hello. And Rich. Say hello, Rich. Hello, Rich. Thank you, Dad Joke. We can always count on you as our star reviewers. And today, since summertime is upon us, we are going to be covering the classic... The Sandlot. Tis a beloved classic by all. In a brief synopsis, when Scotty Smalls moved to a new town, he, along with his new group of friends, spend the summer playing baseball at their beloved Sandlot. Together, they go on a series of adventures, both funny and heartfelt, and together, they must find a way to get out of the biggest pickle of their young lives. <laughs> I couldn't leave out the pickle. I mean, come on. It was the biggest pickle. Pickled the beast? Hercules. <laughs> This movie was written and directed by David M. Evans, stars Karen Allen, Dennis Leary, James Earl Jones, and the young folks. A uh, few fun facts about this movie. Let me tell you, I looked at the 25th anniversary of this film. Yaya is swole. Uh, Yaya has been arrested for domestic abuse, too. I did not know that. They just did a nice little piece in a magazine 25 years later. And let me tell you, he is swole. Um, also, <laughs> Benny is still hot, in case you were wondering, because I was and Benny's still hot. Um, another interesting fun fact, the pool scenes that they filmed randomly, the day that they filmed those, it was unseasonably cold. They were filming in like Arizona or something like Scottsdale area, and it was like 50 some odd degrees. And if you know that and rewatch it, you can see the kids trying to not make their teeth chatter when they're in the pool that day. And some of the extras like they we're filming in Arizona and it was. Cold? Yeah, it just randomly turned off cold one day. It, we actually managed to be in Vegas once when it was in the low 30s. Wow. Yeah, it does uh, gets cold. It's just a different kind of cold because it's dry. It still sucked. Yeah. All right. This is going to serve as your spoiler warning. We will be spoiling this movie from here on out. But dear God, people, it's The Sandlot. If you haven't watched this movie, you need to reassess your priorities in life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's dive right in. I have a feeling there's not going to be a whole lot of conflict about this movie, but it's just fun to reminisce. Rich, let's rate this movie. Uh, you know, I'm going to give this a straight up A. And, I, you know, it's for a very simple reason. Mm. Um this movie has such an impact culturally. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you said it's over 25 years old, and yet to this day, everybody still says lines out of it. Even you're killing the, me, Smalls. Yeah, there are people who say killing me, Smalls, and probably haven't even seen this movie. Oh yeah, because it is entered into our vernacular to such a point that uh, they don't know where it's from, and they still say it. So you know, how can something that influential not be at least an A? But it is a solidly good movie, even in its own right. And you, Nick. I give it an A minus. Ooh, uh, we're at a minus, almost yeah. a B plus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah for sure. Uh, to me, this was to put it in a weird way. This was my days to confused as a kid. Mm -hmm. No, that's fair. Uh, 
it kind of almost is the same. There's almost nothing going on. Yeah, it's on like a more innocent movie. version of that. Yeah. It's like an episode of Seinfeld. Nothing actually happens. Yeah. But like it brings you back to that time when summers were actually hot and you could fry an egg on the sidewalk and swim in a pool and not freeze because it's 80 degrees outside in the Midwest right now for some mm-hmm. reason. And It is weirdly I, mild this summer here where we're located in the middle. Back when kids actually went and played baseball all day. Yeah. And, and sat in their rooms and played Terraria. I didn't play baseball, but I like on a league throughout. You weren't in Little League. I I was for a little bit, but mostly during the summer where we would swim, uh, even at the city pool or just like the Sandlot baseball diamond at a park was next to the river so we could swim in the river and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we'd play home run derby a lot. That sounds so, so Arkansas. It's, it's just a delightful it's way. Totally it's just kind of fun, and it just you know brings you back to that time when people would actually cook outside on a charcoal grill. And to a simpler time. Just mm-hmm. hang out and actually shoot off fireworks at like a 4th of July celebration. Like this year, and I didn't see... steal some shaw and puke all over uh, everybody. Yeah, I know. I didn't even see a firework go off this year. I was at home and probably in bed by mm-hmm. nine because my, uh, my wife wasn't feeling well. So, And you say I'm old. I know. I'm well, in bed by nine. I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like holidays anymore. Like Christmas doesn't feel like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Halloween doesn't feel the like magic Halloween. magic is gone. Yeah, it is. Until, you know, it, if I have a child, then the magic might show up a little bit through them. But like for me, it's like being like those children. Like, for you oh as my Scrooge God, McDuck, the magic is gone? Let's just stop everything and watch that firework. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. gone because I could care less <laughs> of what's blowing up. So, Which one of us is the old Kermagrudgeon? I'm confused. <laughs> I thought that was my role. <laughs> it's not me. I'm a child at heart. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I still absolutely love Halloween, but I don't get to trick or treat. That'd just be weird. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I feel like the authorities might be called if you I tried. mean, I'm not that tall. So I could wear a mask. Like, Trick or treat. <laughs> I bet I could get some candy. Just put a bed sheet on. Just make sure it's king size. Be like Charlie Brown holes. and cut a bunch of holes. See, in it. I think what's happening here is Nick actually does this, and he's uh, you know kind of testing the waters to see if he can admit it to us by our reactions to the possibility. So what do you guys think about that idea? Huh? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'd respect you if you tried, but I wouldn't at all be surprised if you ended up in jail. Yeah, I know. So, and on mm-hmm. second thought, hey Nick. I got an idea. <laughs> you should do a good treat. <laughs> All right. This movie is over 25 years old. I had it written down, mm-hmm. and then I lost my original notes and had to rewrite them. I believe it came out in 93, mm-hmm. but it's a movie that takes place in the yeah. 60s, so mm-hmm. it, it was 93, mm-hmm. and it is reminiscent of two different eras in a way, and so I wanted you guys, and it's, an exclusively male experience. So I wanted you guys to kind of talk about you, Nick, as a child of the mid nineties and you rich as a child of further back than that. How <laughs> not, not quite the sixties. Mid nineties. No. You were still a child in the mid nineties. Oh, I thought you were meaning I was born. I was like, uh, no. But no, no. Continue. But you would have been, you know, Smalls and Benny's age in the mid nineties. Yeah, I was I was six or seven. There are generational differences. When that, that came out, that was solidly one generation before me, but that generation was still very much in the culture. And you already kind of touched on it a little bit, Nick. About like that kind of felt like what your childhood was. And I'm totally out of this discussion because, dear listener, another time I'll tell you about my very different childhood. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> they laughed because I lived in another country. But for you guys, what what was that? What was that like? What was what was summertime like? Group group of guy friends? Were you playing baseball? You rich were probably playing D and D. 
no, actually, I played baseball back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the town I grew up in was a little sports-centric, so you were pretty much required mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that you were technically required to, but it was never presented as an option, so you were just on the, one of the baseball leagues. They had three Your parents days. didn't ask you if you wanted to play baseball. They told you when you were playing baseball? Like, they literally just assigned you to teams at a certain point in school. Oh, and then okay. gave you the schedule. Didn't even bring your parents into it. Just the no, school it just, decided for you. Yeah, it like just happens. And so they had, uh, there they had uh, different leagues. It was uphill and downhill. And that was a reference because the park it was at, uh, kind of one of the uh, ball diamonds was up a little higher on the hill. Now, keep in mind, this is Illinois. So hill for us was about a 12-foot elevation difference. Hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't... But if you look at the park, there was about that 12-foot elevation difference between uphill, which is where the younger kids played, and then you graduated to downhill, oh, which is where, where you... big kids played. Yeah, and, and big kids means uh, when you were getting into, uh, I think, fourth and fifth grade. Oh, so mm-hmm. you were real big kids. Yes, mm-hmm. and then once you got beyond that, then you went into... Uh, basically, you did that until high school, and in high school, you played in the, the actual school team. Uh, mm. Which I did not progress that far, but at the younger ages, you were, I said, you, you just did. Uh, it wasn't listed as an option. Like, literally, one day, just a baseball uniform showed up at your house. And wow. by the way, the, the leagues were like farm leagues, like you would have today. So there was uh, the team that was downhill had a farm team that was on the uphill team. So oh, you I see. So you like fed into your own team. Yes, you did. Absolutely. Uh, and it was just. It was still so much in the culture at that point, damn that that's how it was. As a matter of fact, I did not like baseball, and that was kind of the beginning of my ostracization. Yeah, being ostracization. Yes, thank you. That was a big word, and I did not say it correctly. <laughs> uh, so that was the beginning of me being kind of ostracized by a lot of my peers at the time because I was not the least bit interested in baseball. But since culturally I was required to be, well, that just made me the weird kid. Mm-hmm. So, which kid would you have been on the team? I really wasn't any of them. I wasn't, I, I, you know, it was closer to say that I was the kid who preferred to be playing D&D because these kids had the option. They chose to go out and hang out with their friends. That's true. Well, Benny didn't really give him a choice, but. Well, true, but I mean, kind of. So if I was given a choice, we would have been doing something else and and that kind of sports ball Mm -hmm. would not have been our option. But we were all playing baseball uh, during those times because we had to. What about you, Nick? Uh, did I play? Yes. Um, did you like it? Were you good at it? Would you have been um, Benny? Would you have made all of your friends play with you? Or would you have been begging to go to the pool? A little bit of both. So I played because that was like my dad's sport. He was our mm-hmm. coach. And I played outfield. He tried to make me a pitcher one time, and I was like, I can't. That was my brother. He was a left-handed like pitcher, which was something different. I'm like everybody else in the world. I'm pretty much right-handed like mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, but I was, I was scrawny as a kid. And so I ran faster than everybody else. So they put me in outfield because I could get to the ball faster than everybody else. So but that, did you have the motivation to do it? Or were you just no, staring off into I, space no, and being like, Oh I damn, played, I would play because <laughs> that was me, by the way, <laughs> I was the one there like, get I, out there, you lazy son of a <laughs> I played because it was, I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm not going to be sitting there. Oh, 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 look at this. So, it was something to do. But whenever I was old enough to like speak my opinion, I would rather just go with the other team that my brother was playing on because mm-hmm. my dad coached his team too. So it was just it was fun to watch, but I didn't like playing that much. So I was more of like a a bat boy or whatever. I didn't care. I wanted to just be with everybody. 
because then I could leave and swim and come back anytime I want uh-huh. and finish out the game. And two, I get the pizza at the end of it because my dad was the coach. That's, so. that's, that's a valid point. Pizza's important. It was just, it was fun, something to do as a child. Still not my favorite sport. I don't really care about baseball. Uh, we recently attended a professional baseball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was for uh, my family members with me. It was their first. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mine. Uh, we grew up not far uh, we could catch the commuter train and beat a Wrigley Field. So I saw a fair number of Cubs, game, Cubs games. Mm-hmm. Uh, by My the brother-in-law's way, a huge Chicago Cubs fan. Yeah, I mean, where I grew up, everybody was. He has it tattooed on his back. Um, I, well, I, I know people before Before the World Series win. Oh, yeah. No, I will say Not a about, bandwagon fan. I will say that about the Cubs fans. They The Cubs fans, they've been Cubs fans for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I grew up in the era where the Cubs <laughs> didn't and uh, have any championships, and they, they kind of... We're not always good, but you know, you could get in for nine bucks. So we'd go up and watch Damn. a game. Yeah. It was back then $4 a beer. And by the way, that was back when you could buy a beer and not be of age. Uh, <laughs> I, I bought many a beer at Wrigley field when I was 17, and nobody cared. Years old. Yeah, no, they did. Um, I have one famous story. I actually have a Sammy Sosa foul ball. Oh, nice. Oh. And I tell this very dramatic story about how I obtained this ball. The true story for anybody who may have heard the other one is that me and my three friends were the only people sitting in the entire upper section of Wrigley Field because we sipped school and it was a weekday game. And Sammy Sosa, who, by the way, was not famous at the time, at least mm-hmm. not really famous, uh, hit the ball up there and it sat over there for probably three or four minutes. And I said, well, nobody else is going to get it. I'll walk over and get that ball. Um, <laughs> just kind of rattle around. I'm just going to walk over and picked it up. Well, the trick was back then uh, you bought the cheap seats. And if this, it wasn't full, after about the third inning, the the ushers and the people, which there weren't as many back then, just didn't care. So after about the third inning, you could just wander down to a better seat, uh, you know, that wasn't being filled. So mm-hmm. you bought the cheap. So we were up there waiting, you know, for our, our time to kind of wander down. And he had a foul ball up there. And it's like, hey, it's Sammy Sosa. And one of my buddies who was into baseball said, hey, he's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to be somebody. You got to keep that. So I did. Uh, but then I made up a really dramatic story about how I got <laughs> it. I mean, naturally, it's what you would do. Yeah, but that didn't actually happen. So I can watch baseball live, but I will not watch it I, on TV. I can't. It was, The game we went to was, other than the fact that we were with there with some fun people, it was just boring as not. Honestly, the only reason why I go is to drink beer and eat a hot dog. I don't yeah. like hot dogs, full uh, confession. We went, some friends of ours, uh, and we did it because we had the rare opportunity uh, to go see a St. Louis Cardinals game and then a St. Louis Blues game oh, nice. just two hours later. See, the nice. Blues game I can get down with, but, uh, well, <laughs> but the, you know. Yeah. You can tell that we're a group of friends that are sports-centric people. Well, you know, you say that, but you know, Nick and I were talking earlier because um, my household is a hockey household. Now, I enjoy hockey well enough, and I like it well enough. But uh, I have a theory that everybody has one sport that they love, because Nick's a hockey fan, too. Um, You're a bandwagon hockey fan. Admit it. I, He's looking at me with disdain no, in his I, eyes. No, <laughs> I usually like, funny enough, because your friend <laughs> is this, uh, I liked the Pittsburgh Penguins. I do yes. have a friend who is a Pens fan. Um, but you know, in my household, we are hockey people mostly because my wife is a one, of, probably one of the world's biggest hockey fans. Now, I like hockey well enough, and I like my wife a lot. Uh, so hockey is a lot of fun. <laughs> <I hope. laughs> um, but not everyone could say the same, I'm sure. But if it were left to me, I probably wouldn't see anywhere near as many hockey games as I do. Uh, but she loves going, and and we have a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, she is. She is one of the world. Trust me, she she big hockey fan. Hockey, it, I can watch on TV too, though. That's the only sport that I could. It's not watch boring it when TV. you watch it on TV, and there's I not could, weird, obnoxious sounds that come along with it. 
But I have a like, thing about the sounds of basketball on TV. But back to the movie of, <laughs> but of why Sandlot holds such a good spot in my heart is because it is a good summer movie. It's one that I used to watch with my dad all the time as a kid. I even brought it in. What year was it? 93. Probably fifth grade. On the last day of school, they'd let you bring in movies. And oh, I you brought in the movie in. for your class to watch? Yeah, and I got in trouble because they cussed it. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. They drop an S-bomb in there somewhere. Yeah. It is a very wholesome funny movie like you say it's really not about much but that's kind of what makes it mm-hmm. it's benign enough that nobody can find fault in it it makes you fall in love with s'mores all over again yeah it is i don't like chocolate and i don't like marshmallows but combined mm. they're magical i can't they're eat not. them solo either they're gross yeah i'm firmly with nick on this one which pains me to say but yeah so, that's weird and you guys need to stop s'mores are great yeah <laughs> like, i'm not going to eat a marshmallow no. i love roasting like making s'mores i just want to make s'mores for other people i don't want to eat them they're gross and icky hmm. um for me you know what i like even slightly more than just s'mores hmm. s'mores pop tarts Ooh, i did that's one of my that, favorite Pop-Tarts. i've never had one but I'm, that sounds not cold though you cannot disgusting. eat those suckers cold oh no i only eat them cold what so for me i'm not uh. a huge pop tart person but you give me a s'mores pop tart and i am a happy man there was an incident on the front steps of my school that were made out of like white terrazzo stone that um i had ingested uh strawberry pop tarts that morning and they did not stay with me <laughs> and they projectilely distributed themselves across the white front steps did it stay in the steps i uh, know it actually didn't somebody as i was leaving school after my parents had been called somebody was hosing it down and it all went down the drain but hmm. ever since then not been a pop tart fan <laughs> oh, so you went to school in another country. Did they like throw like sawdust crap on your puke like they did here in the States? No, they didn't. Um, what is that crap? Is there, there, it's, there, there's there's a name for it. It's some kind of absorbent something. Yeah, there's uh, an absorbent material that, is that you do. But no, they did not do that. Nobody cared. I could tell you stories that would curl your toes about things yeah, that happened. And uh, nobody cared. Um, off mic, I'll tell you a real fun one about an eyeball. All right. Um, nice. All right. Tis the best of times, tis the worst of times. There's always a high note, there's always a low note. Let's bring it in high. Let's start with a high note. This is just the best part for you, Rich. What James Earl it? Jones. Easy. Oh, easy. Darth Vader himself. Yes, you know, the, his whole little scene there when they first go meet him and find out how cool he is. I'm just like, that's, 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 that's awesome. That was just great. Because they kind of built him up to be, you know, yeah. they were scared of him. And they're like, mm. nah, he cool. And he was only on set for one day. Filming. Yeah, he's not in it a whole lot. Yeah, he was just there for like one day with his random scenes. What about you, Nick? What's your favorite part? Probably like it's, it's, I guess I would label it as one part, but it's the multiple attempts of the kids trying to get the oh, ball like back. the the rector set, and yeah. then they, they and then they do put the, like the, the one aerial over the thing view on the... of him like in yeah how they made that all harnessed jump set in thing. yeah i don't know the, i know that wasn't just one scene it was no but it was the whole but the whole arc of them just trying to get that ball and back it's of kids like the easy thing to do would just be go knock on this dude's door and ask for the ball but it's back. such a kid mentality of like no it's you like, can't do all that right, we got a mission impossible here guys we have to lower you down and then <laughs> they finally see the ball again and like the skin's just hanging off of it because hercules is <laughs> shoot it to pieces yeah i think that's my favorite because that's that's As such a kid, a kid thing like, to do. Yeah, it's like, oh man. Like, no, you can't tell a grown up. You'll die if you tell a grown up. We yeah. have to get this back ourselves. <laughs> Let's learn life the hard way. <laughs> That's such a kid mentality. All right, kids are stupid. Stupid's bad. Let's go with the low point. 
You know, low point's hard to pick. Uh, so let me just say that, although I'm going to list this as my low point, it wasn't particularly low. It wasn't awful. It wasn't terrible. But honestly, I, I could have done without the Dennis Leary stepdad thing. Mm. Mm, the I, I awkwardness. Think, like, he could have just been a dad. Yeah, it was, or just really not hardly mentioned at all. Uh, well, how that, would he get the ball? I mean, you could have had another way. Because the story was really about the Or it kids. could have been his dead dad's ball, yeah. and his yeah. mom would have been upset. Yeah, I mean, you, you could have, uh, you know, there's other ways you could have worked that in there. But I felt like they needed to just left adults out as much as possible. because And they did, for the most part. That was the one thing when they're like, here's suddenly this very real adult thing. And I thought, I don't think it was necessary. But once again, not terrible by any means. But if you got to pick a low point, I guess that's it. How about you, Nick? Uh, I'd probably say probably the dog scene. Because it's like, I get it. He's a mastiff. But most mastiffs are teddy bears. Mm-hmm. And I get it in that kid's mind. They're like, oh my God, it's the biggest dog that's been alive for 100 years. And he's a dinosaur. <laughs> but I don't know. That was sort of annoying. Even as a kid, I thought it was annoying. Because I'm like, oh my God. Oh, even as a kid, I was like, I just want to grab his little face and squish him. His face is not little, but I just want to shake his face. The drool. I don't know. I I just think that's... Also a big dog person over here. Mastiffs do drool a lot. And I can see it to a certain degree because the Mastiff's going to be growling and barking and and making a fit of it, mainly because he wants to get out and play. Mm -hmm. And the kids are like, oh my God, this sounds like a terrible beast. So, I mean, I can get it because that was their perspective. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's like, you know, it was just a, at the end of the day, it's just a dog. Yeah, I don't know. That was that was my, even as a kid. I, I love when they put the shoe. jersey on the dog. He's just like <laughs> sitting there later like he's part of the team. He's got his little raglan shirt on, just sitting there. Hercules. Hercules was his real name. I was yeah. like, I just yep. like the beast. I've said it like three times. Have you, you? don't listen okay. when I talk. She said it quite a bit. Oh, okay. I just I, thought you were calling him that. I, I like, hear Is that his real name? I mm-hmm. hear you, no, That's his name. I hear you. Thank you. Rich <laughs> listens. I don't. 20 years of marriage versus two years of marriage, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I'm coming up. Is it? <laughs> on my third, coming up on my third. You are coming up on your third because I watched your animals when you got married. I remember yeah. that is correct. I am playing that for your wife right there. The part where you had to think. I'm like, um, is it? Because uh, you're saying two. I'm like, hadn't it been three? I don't know. Technically, <laughs> it seems like three. more. He says, <laughs> single and happy. <laughs> single and happy. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna ruffle some papers here. Hold, please. Okay. No, never uh, mind. That was much, <laughs> like literally. I preemptively, I preemptively ruffled papers. Pardon me. The second uh, one was much better, Russell. Yeah, in case you wanted. it really was. Okay, it's my turn. Pick me. Pick me. Um, I, geez, I had a really hard time with this one this time. Honestly, I hadn't watched this movie in a couple years, and I took the time to rewatch it. I still ultimately gave it an A minus, but there are aspects that did not age well. I do, at the end of the day, think it's kind of the perfect coming-of-age tale, you know? It's these kids coming into their own, discovering their autonomy, figuring out their lives and their friendships. And I thought that those kids, because I don't think any of those kids had done much before this movie. And I, I don't uh, think a lot of them... The redhead kid did. Yeah, he did. But I don't think a lot of them have done a ton since then either. And they all... No delivered really solid performances there were a few of the kind of tertiary characters that didn't uh you know weren't quite as strong as uh some of the the main folks but it also uh did a good balance of nostalgia and relevance because like you said it's kind of like the Seinfeld of a movie there's not a whole lot happening but it did balance the nostalgia with still being relevant in the early 90s and still resonating with people 
And it also represented diversity in that, uh, you know, Benny, I believe is Hispanic, kind of pale. Um, but there's also uh, Rodriguez. No, Hernandez. I don't remember his name. Rodriguez. No, that was Benny's last name. There's another kid who I think last name was Hernandez, who was African-American. He was on there. And so for a group of kids in the 60s, my point is that they were inclusive mm. and that they weren't all bunch of blonde haired white kids. And I liked that. <laughs> I love Hercules. <laughs> his <Jabez>. big <laughs> schmoopy face with his big droopy jowls and all of that drool hanging off. I just want to squeeze him. I love dogs and I love Hercules. And uh, he's a he's a big part of this movie for me. Love it. Yeah. That's uh that's my two cents. But now for a paper Russell that is necessary. <laughs> I wanted that to sound artful and it just sounded it, anticlimactic. It, it looked far more dramatic than a it sounded. It really did. There was a whole like swish flick. It was a whole Hermione Granger moment. Ah, uh, <laughs> Rich won't get that. <laughs> All right. You can tell who's laughing and gets it versus now comes the awkward part and we have to slide into the female factor. Guys, guys, guys. (laughs) I do have to preface this by saying that this movie is a product of its time, both the time it's set in and the time it was released. It's set in the mid 60s. It was released in the early 90s. It's a product of its time. Consent, consent, consent. Oh, are we talking about the pool scene? We all think Wendy Peppercorn is beautiful. It's not so cute in 2019 for a little boy to shove his tongue down her throat without her consent. It's not okay. That's not an okay thing to do. But it's okay in the movie because they wind up together. Yeah, they have like nine kids and that's (laughs) all well and good. Still creepy. Please don't be squints. Talk to her. Buy her flowers. Do something else that involves consent. Don't shove your tongue down her throat without her asking. He couldn't take it anymore. I don't care if he couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. I don't care that he had little baby hormones that were going nuts. Consent what was the consent. age difference, though? Wasn't she like 17 and he was like 10? Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I don't think it was quite that dramatic, but at the time... You know, even a few years makes a big difference. I mean, she would have been in high school and he probably would have been pre, he probably would have been late elementary school. Uh, It's also the fact there's only two ladies represented in this and one of them is not even named. It does not pass the Bechdel test. No ladies speak to each other. Mom is not a name. It's a title. And (laughs) the only other lady is Wendy Peppercorn and she doesn't get consent for anything that happens to her. I also have to take exception to the ultimate insult being you throw like a girl. Once again, product of the Mm. times. I get it. You throw like a girl. And I mean, literally (gasps) is the reaction because that is the ultimate insult that can be hurled is to throw like a girl. It's you play ball like a girl. Yeah. Even when, even when I was a kid to say somebody, they throw like a girl or something like that. It was considered a a big insult. An unusual upbringing, but of my class as a kid, I could throw better than anyone. Yeah. And I was a girl. There are probably a lot of girls that can throw a ball better than I can. <laughs> but yeah. after all of e- the, even then and now. Well, I have a broken shoulder, otherwise I'd say I could probably still throw a ball better than you, but I think that's a lie now. Uh but after saying all of that, I do ultimately think that this movie still works. 
it is a product of its time, but it is still relevant enough that it resonates with people. And it's still a fun summertime movie to watch every year when it starts to get hot and the fireflies start to come out and the fireworks start going off. That's what you do. You pull out Sandlot and you watch it again. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep doing it. I still have my VHS copy. <laughs> oh, that's throwing it back old school, man. <laughs> From when I bought it the day it came out. Wow. Yeah. That's what I watched for this. I mean, I don't own it on DVD or anything. DVD? I don't even own a DVD anymore. Yeah. I mean, we've well, I don't own the digital copy. I'm not going to do it. I have it on VHS. We, we have long since switched to all streaming. Dude, which one of us is old again? You? I still have two VCRs. What? what? He has several VHS tapes of what? random things. Oh, we got rid of all that a long time ago. Why? Man. Why? Because it's just stuff that clutters up your your space, man. Hmm. You're like, we don't need it all. Not when I can just push a button and watch Sandlot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but, but then it's all clear and it doesn't have the. It's not all grainy. And you don't have to worry about rewinding yeah. it. You, you know, ours. You can pick which version you want. If you want to watch the HD or the the regular, and the, you know, noticeable difference. I always go HD because I'm not nostalgic that way. But but yeah, push a button, watch what I want. It's much easier. The only thing I need is a remote. <laughs> Which ours I can do from my phone. I can actually like nice. pull it up on the on the phone. So oh, yeah. how the times all I need is a remote. Also, the VCR remote. <laughs> no, I don't have to rewind it. I don't have to like get out and respool it. I don't have to yeah, try to maintain. Yeah, but then you it. have that. You awesome don't have the Corvette that you put it in, no. and you and it's the rewinder. I don't no. know. I whatever. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing for me. Just like the movie is nostalgia <laughs> that so is watching it on VHS. Okay. No. All right. No let's problem. go make some s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. Yeah.